shouted and danced until your shout and dance is just about shout and dance shout. It's not even Amen. You feel like I don't think I can do any more. I just don't think I can do any more. But just one more time, I'm asking you to help me preach. Just one more time. Just one more time. Would you help me do that? Grab your Bibles. Let's go to the word of the Lord. I want to read from the book of Psalms, chapter 121. Let me read the entire chapter. Psalms 121. Then I'm going to back up to Psalms 119, and I want to read verse two verses verse or three verses 162 63 and 64 somebody say glory, glory. somebody say god bless brother willis tonight glory. amen let me read tonight i will lift up mine eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help my help cometh from the lord which made the heaven and the earth he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Let me read that last verse again. And the Lord shall preserve thy going out. Everybody say thy going out. Thy coming in from this time forth even forevermore. Let's drop over to chapter 119, reading at verse number 62. Listen to the reading of this precious word. Oh, there's something exciting about the word of God. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. Look at that. I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth great spoil. I hate and abhor the lying, but the law do I love. I won't ever bother to read verse 164 with me, if you will. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Let's read that again. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. One more time. Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to preach tonight on a thought that you might not think is scriptural and, and maybe it isn't. Maybe it's just something I've picked up along the way, but we're going to try to make it scriptural anyhow. I want to preach on the seventh heaven. Hallelujah. Everybody say that with me. The seventh heaven. You say, but preacher, I have never read about a seventh heaven. Well, I haven't either. I don't know anything about a seventh heaven. I, I don't know. I've never found it in the word of God, but I've sure heard folks talk about it. 
I've heard them rejoice about it. I've heard them sit around and talk about, say, man, when I ate that woman's country fried steak, it my tongue like to slap my brains out, and I was in seventh heaven. Hallelujah. Now, wherever that is, I don't really know. I don't have any idea. But I, it must be a good place, folks. Praise God. If the writer was caught up into the third heaven and that was good, I wonder what the seventh heaven's like. So maybe it's just a figure of speech. If it, you just let me dwell on that tonight. You let this childlike mind of mine play a little bit as we get into the word of God because I believe, him and there's something to this thing. I don't think this was something that was dreamed up or conjured up in the mind of some scientist in a laboratory somewhere. But I believe, friend, this came from the heart of God. I believe that this church is not something that was born out of the tradition of men. But this thing was grounded in heaven, rooted in heaven, began in heaven, and God just simply transferred it to the world that we're living in. Oh, hallelujah. And so tonight, I cannot get help but get excited when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me. The songwriter said, my soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Amen. When I see where he brought me from, I get excited. But when I see where he's going to take me to, I get more excited. And I see the avenue that he's using to get me there. It turns me on. Hallelujah. And I say, God, even so come Lord Jesus. Amen. So let my mind tonight tiptoe through the tulips, if you would, please. Amen. And I want you to know I'm not tiny, Tim. I promise you that. But I realize tonight there's glory when you open the word of God Almighty and begin to see what God has in store for us. The seventh heaven. Let's just simply make that a place of jubilation in our spirit tonight. Every night in this camp meeting, we have entered into avenues of God that we have never entered into before. Before. We have enjoyed blessings that we have never had before in our life. You say, but preacher, I've shouted before, but you've never shouted that shout, and you've never danced that dance, and you've never spoken in tongues those words. But you see, God has made it different. There's something about God that he increases it every day. The Bible tells us not to decrease, but it tells us to increase. And when we come to the house of God, we just open our soul and open jubilation in the presence of the great God of heaven. Whether we're 16 or 106, it does not matter. The glory of God is still the same. When heaven comes down, I'm telling you, Shekinah fills our soul. Our feet cannot stop dancing, and our spirit cannot stop rejoicing, and our heart cannot stop making merry, because the blessings of the Lord, amen, keep coming down. So I say God to you tonight, don't just throw up the window sash, but I want you to bust the window out. Amen. And pour us out a blessing in this place that'll put us in that glorious place of your power where we can feel the anointing of God from beginning to the very end of this blessed service. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. As I studied the word of God, 
I found out all the times, amen, that seven appeared in the word of God. I can't tell you exactly how many times, but several times in the word of God, there were seven, the number seven was used. And when I looked in the word of God in Genesis one, I found out there were seven days involved in the creation and the resting of the Lord. I know it only took him six days to do his work. He stood back and dusted his hands off. But it's not complete, my friend, until you take a rest. That's right. Even Jesus said to his disciples, come aside and rest a while. You preachers understand this. You can work yourself to death and you can fall over dead and the world's going to go to hell. Why don't you take a little time and ease back? Do the work of God. Amen. And let God bring the spiritual ecstasy to your life. Amen. As you rest a while. So in the creation time, amen, seven days were basically involved. In Genesis chapter seven, there were seven days, amen, when man come against God with their wickedness and God searched down through the portals of time. And the Bible said he surveyed the entire world in essence. He looked for somebody that loved God. He looked for somebody that would serve the Lord. He was sick of the abomination of sin that he saw. He could not stand the way that man was living. But as he searched and he looked, and this is pitiful tonight, folks, but the Bible said there was one man, and the scripture said it was not Noah's wife, and it was not Noah's sons and daughters. Amen. But the Bible said that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He told him what to do. He told him what to build. He told him how to prepare to save the world. And he told him he was going to send the animals. And two by two they came. Seven pair of the clean, one pair of the unclean. And they came to the ark. When they came up the gangplank, the last ones came in. I don't know whether he had to put a clothespin on his nose when the skunks passed by or not. But when they came on the inside, amen, the Bible said that God said, all right, seven days of grace I'm going to give. I believe tonight that God's still giving grace to this dispensation. He's trying to find men and women that will serve him. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. When the Israelites were led out of the land of bondage and they murmured and complained, the Bible said that the Lord rang down something out of heaven that was about the size of a coriander seed. Amen. And the scripture said it was called manna. There were seven days involved in the gathering of that manna. Six days did they gather. But the seventh day they sat back and got full. There's just something about the seventh day that God just seems to put an extra special blessing on. And the seventh day, the scripture said they could not gather because that was the Sabbath day. And so they would sit back and enjoy the things that gathered for that day. Then there's a slavery time that came along. And the scripture said that every seven years that a man that was a slave could be set free. That man had the right in that seventh year to choose what 
whether he wanted to become a love servant or if he wanted to go free. It was that man's alternative. That blessed number seven comes into view one more time. Amen. God said to that man, if you want to leave on the seventh year, you can leave. Then we find on in the word of God. Amen. The Bible tells us in Leviticus, the 25th chapter, amen, that God numbered those sevens. And he said every seventh year is going to be a seventh. But you take seven times seven, which is 49. Amen. On the 49th year, get ready. Because when that 50th year rolls around, we're going to call that the year of Jubilee. Remember now, it's seven times seven. Seven times seven. That's 49. But that 50th year, we're going to have ourselves a time. And the scripture tells us, amen, that the Lord blessed these men on that seventh year. The Bible teaches us, amen, in Acts chapter number six, that they were seven men chose out. Seven men full of the Holy Ghost. Why were they chosen, preacher? I'll tell you why they were chosen. Because the church had grown to such number that the ministry was concerning themselves with waiting on tables. When your church gets big enough that you got three and four thousand in it and you need some deacons, then you can get yourself. But you don't need none until you get big enough where you can't do the work, Lord, yourself. And it takes you away from prayer and fasting. Amen, seven men. But I want all 70 of these men to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Listen, folks, let me tell you something. If you're going to do anything in the church, you better be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're going to play music, you better be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're going to shout, you better be filled with the Holy Ghost. you got to have the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. The book of Revelation, chapter number one, tells us about the seven churches of Asia that God wrote to. Seven, 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 seven. Right on down the line. I don't know why God liked that number so much, but it was used so many times, Brother Gene, in the Word of God. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. When my boys got seven years old, do you remember that, moms and dads? They were so cute about that time. They were just starting to get mean, you know what I'm telling you? Hey, man, it's just something about that seventh year. But the Lord chose this number. God likes numbers so well that he named, hey, man, one book of the Bible, Numbers. Hey, man, that book was not called the fourth book of the Pentateuch. It was not called the book of the wilderness, which is originally called, but the Lord saw fit to move on men, and they changed that book to the book of Numbers. And so, friend, the Lord loves Numbers. When he looks in this congregation tonight, he loves every one of you, because you represent a six billion population. Amen. The people that have come to God, that have found the glory and the power and the majesty of the great God of heaven. He found tonight you represent somebody that has been washed in the blood baptized in Jesus name filled with the Holy Ghost saturated from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet with anointing power you're not the same the Bible said you're bought with a price I like what the writer said he said there is a difference between the holy and the profane we're not like we used to be no 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 we have been changed by the power of Jesus Christ Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. And so all through the word of God, it don't take a big crowd to have church. You hear me tonight? It don't take a big crowd to have church. We were in Santiago, Chile, preaching. Hey, man, had a wonderful time there. 
Saul, while we were there, 283 people get the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Speaking other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. The month that we went to Chile, by the time we had left there, 400 and some people had received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the pastor said, we're believing God for 500 brand new souls to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. They didn't have the Hammond organs, amen, and the Martin guitars to play, but I'll tell you one thing they did have. They had some folks that were willing to worship God. Every Sunday morning, we would gather together, 150 people strong, and we would go out on the street in one line. We would march down the center of the street in Santiago, Chile, and we would sing the songs of Zion. We would get to one corner, and they would take one of the young ministers, and they would drop him off, and they would say, you start preaching right here. And friend, while they were still singing and still marching, that old boy just started preaching. To the next block, they put another preacher on that corner. And the next block, they put another preacher on that corner. You say, preacher, could you see the congregation? No, their windows was barred and shut. But when the penetrating word of God, you could hear the echoing preacher of those preachers, those overlapping words of each other. Why? Because they believed, friend, it didn't take a bunch. You could just get out there. Remember now, little as much if Christ is in it. Little as much if Christ is in it. Little as much as Christ is in it. And he wants to anoint, and he wants to bless, and he wants to move. Oh God. We walk the streets of that city every Sunday morning before service and people would come out weeping and they would testify to them of the divine power of God. The Holy Ghost would move. Amen, lame people were made to walk. Amen, the dumb were made to talk. A little boy came to me one night in a building we had about 7,000 people together. A little boy came up to me. His mother wove her way through the crowd and she motioned to me. We could not speak the same language but we felt the same spirit and she motioned to me. Hey man, would you pray for my son? His head was wrapped in a turban light and I said, yes ma'am, I would. And when she pulled that turban off of his head, it looked, friend, and I'm not being gross, but it looked like spaghetti was growing all out of his head. Mucus was running from the tips of those spaghetti-like features that came out of his head. You might say, preacher, oh, you don't want to touch that. You don't want to get into that. Listen, friend, if Jesus Christ could pray for a leper and let leper be healed, if he could pray for a lame man or a blind man, or if it could communicate with a harlot. Why in the world shouldn't we pray for a spaghetti-headed child that needed the healing of God's divine word? Oh, Jesus. Somebody say Jesus. Hallelujah. Seven, it don't take a lot. I think the first service Sister Willis and I had when the Lord dealt with us to start a home mission work many years ago. Hey man, we had eight people that first night. Eight people that very first service. I preached to eight people like I preached to 5,000. It didn't matter, the word of God, still the word of God. Somebody said, oh, you gotta have all the instrumentation. I had a flat top guitar and Sister Willis had an accordion. She didn't know how to play a piano or a piano. 
hey man, or one of them things, whatever you want to call it. But we got together, and I'm going to tell you, we shouted and we danced. We started baptizing folks in Jesus' name. We'd go down to the mighty Ohio River, hey man, park our cars in the middle of the winter. Hey man, when it was 30 below zero, I would walk out into the high river and baptize folks in that water. And before I got back to the car, my pants had frozen solid on me. But still we had church. Don't tell me tonight that we've got to have all the air conditioning, that we've got to have all the amenities of life to have church. No, sir. The Lord said whether two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, I will be in the midst of them. I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, we had ourselves a time. We had ourselves a time. Good God. Oh, Lord. My mama used to say glory to my shout. We had ourselves a time. Praise God. Sister Spears, it didn't take the amplification that it does today. Hey Amen. But we just let go and, and let her let just let it roll. Hey Amen. So the Lord blessed that. But I wonder what would happen in this modern day and time if we would get together not a great multitude of folks, but perhaps we would get together maybe in groups of seven. It doesn't take a lot. I got kind of tickled last night at the end of service. The Holy Ghost was falling and the Spirit of God was moving. And I'm not a Christmas person. I've never had a Christmas tree. And I'm not one of them kind of folks, really. And if you do, that's up to you, but I don't have one. But I remember when I was, I was watching people shout, hey man, a song coming to my mind. Hey man, and, and it talked about a partridge in a pear tree. You folks have heard that song. And I stood right up there in that corner and I got so tickled. I thought, what in the world is a partridge in a pear tree? And I started thinking and I remembered the tune of that little song. Hey man, a partridge in a pear tree on the second day of so and so my true love came to me hey man with this and that and this and that and I got tickled and the Lord began to talk of my heart hey man what in the world if we would come together to God hey man because he's our true love hey man it doesn't take a great multitude you'd be surprised one person two people in your church can spark a revival that will literally shake your town your young people can get on fire and cause the fire of heaven to fall that would shake your city. There's something about it, friend, when you get grandma and grandpa to the place that they don't care. They want to shout and magnify God. I'm telling you, you can go to the seventh heaven and have yourself a great big time in Jesus Christ. Brother Johnson, don't mess with me tonight, boy. I feel like preaching. Praise God. Oh, Hallelujah. And I thought about that silly little song. Hey man, it has no Christian value that I know of. Praise God. No scripture to it. Hey man, wasn't no partridge in a pear tree. It was, it was a pair of turtle doves on an altar. Hallelujah. Hey man, we sometimes get all fouled up. Hey man, and we think about the things of this world. But I happened to think about that. And I started writing some things down last night. Hey man, stood up there on the platform and wrote a few things down. And I thought, God, I wonder what would happen tonight. Hey man, if we would get together, hey man, in groups of seven and just have church. I wonder what would happen, hey man, if we could get together seven singers singing, if we could get together seven worshipers worshiping, if we would get
get together seven prayers praying, if we'd get together seven watchers watching, seven shouters shouting, amen, several dancers dancing, seven preachers preaching, I wonder what would take place around this place. I wonder what would happen tonight, amen, if seven folks would agree touching the thing that we want to go to the seventh heaven tonight and have ourselves a Holy Ghost time. Sure, it's the last night of camp meeting, but I don't care. I'm ready to shout. I'm ready to praise God. I'm ready to let go and let God have his way. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Let me read that again. Seven singers singing. Seven worshipers worshiping. Seven prayers praying. Seven watchers watching. Didn't he say watch and pray? Yes, sir, we need some watchers. Amen. Seven shouters shouting. Seven dancers dancing. Seven preachers preaching. Oh, my God. You talk about a time. You talk about church. You talk about revival. You talk about a move of God. Amen. When you take all those folks and put them together, you can have a jubilee. I said you can have a jubilee. You can have a jubilee above all jubilees. My God. My God. Seven singers singing. Seven shouters shouting. Seven dancers dancing. Seven preachers preaching. Oh, hallelujah. Stay with me just a minute. You say that can't happen. That'll bring confusion. No, it will not. That's not going to confuse God. Let me tell you right now, while we're worshiping God somewhere in the world, amen, there's thousands just like us who don't, who believe this very truth, who are doing the same thing tonight that we're doing. And it's not confusing God at all. He's having himself a time. He's having himself a time. He's having himself a time. Why? Because there's some singers singing and some dancers dancing and some worshipers worshiping and some preachers preaching and some praying. Oh God, I'm telling you what tonight, we're having church. We're gonna go to the seventh heaven and we're gonna have our son. Oh Jesus. But this is the last night, preacher. We can't do that. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Can we change a few things a minute? Seven of you girls that believe in shouting go right back here to the back of this building. Y'all never could count, never will be able to. Oh my God. Now I'm gonna tell you tonight, if you can't lick them, you might as well join them. Listen to me now. Seven dancers dancing. We need seven shouters. Amen. 
I need seven shouters on that wall over there. You believe in shouting? Praise God. Seven of you men that believe in shouting on that wall over there. Good God Almighty. Amen. Praise God. On the first day of camp meeting, amen, we came to our true love with seven singers singing. Woo! Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm feeling this thing tonight. Amen. On the second day of camp meeting, we come to you with seven worshipers worshiping. Yes, we did, God. Praise God. My, 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 where's some singers at tonight? Brother, don't get up here. Hey, man, I want seven singers. You got me seven singers? Amen. We're going to have church tonight. We're going to go to the seventh heaven. Hallelujah. You say, where is it? It might be in my mind, but I'm telling you what, I'm going to go there tonight. I don't have to worry about my voice. I don't have to worry about getting hoarse. I don't have to worry about what you think about me. I'm going to pull out of here in the morning, but I've got to worry about what he thinks about me. I'm going to have myself a time. Amen. I need seven preachers. Seven preachers right up here on this platform. Seven preachers. Come on. Amen. Seven preachers right up here. Hurry up preacher, get up here. Amen. Praise God. Seven preachers. Oh, we're going to have a time tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen to me now. I want seven praying people to start praying right now. I want you to start praying right now. I want you to have yourself a time right now. Listen to me. I want some of you folks to start watching. He might come tonight. I said he might come tonight before this service is over. We're going to have ourselves, amen, a seventh heaven experience that will encourage us to come back to camp meeting again. I want you to listen to this. Seven preachers. I want you to start preaching. Start preaching. Preach to Seven preachers preaching. Say, hey amen, I rejoice at my word. Hey amen, it's one that findeth great spoil. I hate, listen, I hate the poor line. Hey amen, but the law of God I do love. Seven times a day, seven times a day, seven times a day, he said, I praise thee because of thy righteousness. Seven dancers dancing. My God. Seven singers singing. Seven preachers preaching. Seven shouters shouting. Seven folks. Hey, remember to leave up mine. Hey, man, somebody weeping. Somebody crying. Somebody not caught. Dancing in the spirit. Somebody having themselves a
and Hughes, since this camp meeting starts, I want you to get out the ice. Come on, would you do that for me? Get out the ice. Preacher, stay there. Shouter, stay there. Dancers, stay there. Singers, stay there. I want you to have a blessing tonight. Oh, sing it to God.
is what God wants, folks. Yeah. If I ever come back to Birchtown Church of Jesus Christ and I don't I'm see this, I'm going to be so disappointed. Oh, because I'm telling you what, that's a characteristic of camp meeting. Shouting is a characteristic of worship. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is.